Hello and welcome to Crusher Talk with your friend Haley Crusher Kane. Just recorded an entire podcast for you guys, 20 minutes long, and it completely got deleted. So let's see if this one's even better. <laughs> um, uh, let's start with Craveworthy, of course. Craveworthy, this past week I made a recipe that was following me around on Instagram. I don't know about you, but that happens every once in a while. There'll be a recipe that I just see the video for it online over and over again to the point where I just have to make it. And that recipe is a harissa honey chickpea carrot recipe that is on a bed of feta and Greek yogurt with a bright green kind of chunky oil made from the carrot tops, lemon, and olive oil. And like I said, the chickpeas are crunchy. It was absolutely delicious. And the best part about this meal, besides the fact that it's super healthy, um, and also you could make it vegan really easily without the dairy, um, it's all in one pan. So the chickpeas, the carrots, that's all in one pan. Um, also the oil that you make, if you have a mortar and pestle, you can really just use that and not necessarily have to bring out a, a pitch. I don't know if you can hear that, but Dr. Kane is playing some debt, like trying to do demos in the other room or something. And the, the electric guitar is not on and yet it is very loud. I don't know what he's doing to it, but that's probably really annoying. What is he doing with his guitar? Um, anyways, he's doing like pick slides and stuff. If you know what that is, <laughs> he's like playing like wacky solos that don't make sense. I'm going to try not to get distracted though. Okay. So very easy recipe, very good recipe. It turned out very impressive looking. Like I feel like this is the kind of recipe that when paired with like a roasted chicken or something would just be so impressive. And, um, the harissa, did I say there was harissa on it? I think I did. So it's a mix of kind of harissa, honey and cinnamon. Um, and the harissa is a Tunisian hot sort of paste um, I would have liked a little less harissa. I, not that it was too spicy, but there's something, there's some note of something in it that I feel is a little intense. It almost, I'm not sure exactly what it is. Um, but yeah, the harissa is something you can actually get at a lot of grocery stores, at least around here. Um, and if not, you could probably find it at more like a smaller, like health food store or sort of like a diff more culturally diverse market. Um, so yeah, that was really good. Oh my gosh. It was very impressive. I have to say, I felt, I felt very fancy making it and I actually, it turned out it looked just like the recipe and that never happens to me. Um, and also you use the carrot tops. I love when you can make a pesto or an oil or some sort of dressing out of every part of the vegetable. Um, Crusher vs. headlines. The Go-Go's tribute LP is out. It is beautiful. It is pink and it is blue. Um, there's a pink record and a blue record in it. There's two vinyl in there and each one obviously has two sides. So that's four sides of nonstop music with 24 bands from around the world, female fronted, female led bands. Super cool. Super cool to be a part of that. Um, I apologize last week. I did not mention it. And I, I told you guys once it's out, I'm going to tell everyone and send the link out. And I didn't do that. So I will leave it here in the show notes if you want to purchase. It is a little expensive. It's $50. Um, that goes to Sympathy for the Record Industry. They were the ones that made the record and produced the record and paid for everything. 
Um, but when you consider the fact that it is two records in one and uh, normal records are like 20 bucks, um, plus it's a beautiful gatefold vinyl and the color of the vinyl, you're paying a little extra, but it is like a collector's item. There's only 500 made. And I held this thing in my hands and I'm not like a like a record collector, but I felt like, whoa, this is very, very fancy. This is a really nice product. <laughs> um, so go check it out if you're interested. You can also just stream it on Spotify if you just want to hear the bands. Like I said, a lot of female-fronted bands and, um, you know, it is Women's History Month and it is it was Women's International Women's Day. Um Speaking of that, I did want to say just really briefly, when I was talking about the J.K. Rowling podcast last week, that was totally coincidental to the horrible, horrendous, horrible things happening with trans rights right now in this country. And I am in no way aligning with uh, J.K. Rowling in her kind of black and white thinking about what makes a woman a woman and her thoughts Per se, my main feeling about J.K. Rowling and that podcast that I really like about it is it's about seeing the shades of gray in, in different arguments and how if you look a little bit closer at people's backstories, where they're coming from, what their fears are, um, and all that, you can really understand where they're coming from. And that's a way that we can kind of depolarize our country, and if that's even a word, and just actually see people for who they are and where they're coming from, which I think is so valuable and something that is really missing in our knee-jerk cancel culture, which I 100% do not agree with. Um, that said, I, I'm very gutted to hear about some of these um, anti-trans laws and even like literally, I, I believe that drag is illegal in Tennessee, like illegal that is shocking to me and like coupled with the continuous fight that we're doing with trying to keep abortion legal for the people that need it in this country. It's like it kind of feels like somebody's stepping on our necks and just twisting it. And it is a really hard time for women. It's a hard time for trans people. And I'm just putting that out there that um, this is not really a space where I like to just talk about the woes and ills of the world because there's a lot of places doing it better than I am, and I'm definitely not an authority on that. Um, but it did need to be said that, you know, I'm not making a, a stance that I align with with anyone who would jeopardize trans lives. Um, these are some of the most vulnerable people in our, in our world, really. Um, and they are people that have existed since the beginning of time. They just weren't categorized as trans, and they weren't – their stories were not – Mm, they were covered up. And, you know, if you really look back in history, this is very similar to when you look back in history, there's a lot of gay people. And yet it was a very hush, 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 secret sort of thing that was not really talked about and was not really out in the open until actually quite recently. So we're all on a continuum moving towards like a new dimension of this world, a new, a new world. Every, you know, every generation is sort of like a new planet and a new consciousness and each generation brings with it different ideas about sexuality. Like our, our current phase of evolution is all about gender and it can only go in a good direction, really um, just freeing people up to be more and more themselves and expressing themselves. So I just had to say that because I really do feel that in my heart and it's just a really scary time. So Anyways, let's move on because, like I said, this podcast is not about 
sad things. <laughs> um, I created it because I wanted to interact with you guys out there in the Crusherverse and just to bring some joy and some levity, levity to life. So um, let's move on. Okay. Um, we've been going, we've been going, Dr. Kane and I have been going to estate sales. Um, I've always wanted to be the kind of person that goes to estate sales, but in California, if you, if one wants to go to an estate sale that has cool stuff, um, you must wake up at four in the morning or six in the morning. And I don't love it that much here in Detroit. However, these estate sales don't even start till 10 AM. So it's actually the perfect time. And I'm not sure if I've mentioned this recently, but we have no furniture, Everything we have in this house was was procured from the street. I like to say Detroit giveth and Detroit taketh away. Um, we are at the uh, mercy of the city in the sense that we're just out there looking for pieces of furniture in the street. And it's not because we can't get any other furniture. It's just we're at that point where, you know, we're not trying to get this expensive, you know, perfect couch, for instance, when the living room isn't yet really finished. Right. And right now we're almost at a point where we're ready to buy a bed. We have a, a mattress, but we don't have a bed. And so now that we have sort of a room that we're looking at, we can measure it. You know, it's, it's this funny thing where, you know, if you go, if you just move into a ready, to, ready to go finished house, sure. You're going to buy a bunch of furniture. You're going to know exactly what colors to get and like what you want and what things should be. And when you, when you move into a construction project, a art project, if you will, it's always kind of a question mark. So um, estate sales have been very interesting. They've also been weirdly depressing. Um, not weirdly. We all know why they're depressing. However, I do feel like it's very, very, very cool to walk into some of these homes that are built in the 20s and the 30s and even earlier because in California we have earthquakes and everything is pretty much stucco and the the, the oldest stuff you're really going to see in most places is going to be from like the fifties or sixties. Um, so walking into some of these brick Tudor style homes that are sort of castle like or storybook like, it is just so romantic and beautiful and just very cool. Um, there's not much to share yet, but I think this will be rich and fertile, uh, territory for future shows and talking about the weird stuff we come across. Um, I won't go into it too much because I could probably talk your ear off about some of the weird stuff we found, but uh, maybe for next week. Okay. Um, I've been watching this show called The Extraordinary Attorney Wu. It is about a, it's a Korean show that is dubbed in English and it's about a autistic lawyer who is charming, witty, smart, and obsessed with whales. And I love her. And it's amazing. <laughs> um, it's so charming. And although the way the autism is showcased it's quite over the top I would say a little bit like how Forrest Gump is over the top in the sense that this is a development a developly developmentally disabled person Forrest Gump and yet he really plays it a little harsh a little hard um this this show um the extraordinary attorney Wu it, it does the autism the autism is front and center but it's so charming and the way her neurodivergent mind works is really entertaining and sweet and it's about relationships it's each episode is salt you know she solves a problem there's romance um it's really great i'm really loving it um there's another one i watched uh an a, a sort of like a 
um, I think it's by the director of Spirited Away, called Floating Home, I want to say. Floating Home on Netflix. These are both on Netflix. Yes, Floating Home, that is an animated movie. Um, very, very cool. Um, I want to say it's Japanese. But anyways, it was it's great. I'll put the link on, on there, too. Um, it is extremely um, heartfelt. It's about friendship and it's about family and loss. Um, okay, it's called Drifting Home. Okay, it's Drifting Home. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, Drifting Home. It's about a floating apartment block. Um, I know that sounds crazy, but it's sort of a magical realism adventure. And these kids basically it's it's a little bit um uh, what's that book where all the kids are on the island and they're fighting each other it's really dark a little lord of the flies like a little bit <clears throat> anyways that's really good too so i've been enjoying those two things um what else podcasts um i've been listening to this podcast called the naked mind it is um created by annie grace who wrote a book of the same name which I also read this month. Um, actually, last week I just binged it on on Audible. And the thing I love about Annie Grace is she approaches the idea of not drinking, in the sense of moving towards what you do want, not away from what you don't want. In the sense that a lot of people approach alcohol and drinking less or not drinking at all as this like restrictive thing. When she basically focuses on rethinking about your beliefs. And attitudes toward alcohol. Um, I think that she's very smart and on a good path that it's it's basically what Gen Z is already proving to us that um, in, a, in a few short years, we're going to look back at alcohol consumption and how ubiquitous it is and look at it not unlike how we look at cigarettes, which cigarettes have become generally socially unacceptable and seen as very dangerous and alcohol, although it is more dangerous than um, cocaine and heroin, obviously marijuana, but there's a couple different studies that she talks about. It's quite dangerous and destructive to the body. Um, we are socially compelled to drink at every occasion. Now, I definitely know this and I write about wine on occasion. So this is not something that's news to me, but I have to say Annie Grace's work has really opened up my eyes to just how just everywhere alcohol is and how silly it is and how it's almost like we wire ourselves to believe that alcohol is creating celebration when really we're creating celebration as humans and alcohol if anything takes away from the joy of just enjoying life naked life <laughs> um enjoying the moment sometimes and that just alcohol is something to consider if it's in your life. Like, what is it doing? Um, I've been working out a lot more and just on this like health kick. And um, I've just been considering like how to feel healthy and good every day and enjoying life and trying to experience, you know, the world a little bit more clearly. Um, so if this is something that interests you, I highly recommend her work. I do warn you, though, once you actually start listening to this and you catch on to some of these ideas, these concepts, it's kind of hard to unthink of them. It's kind of hard to, 
to to kind of wish them away um because i think deep down we all know certain things are not the best like social media all the time not the best we know that and yet we ignore it cigarette smoking that was something as a culture we ignored for a long time i mean even like what crazy stuff like what was it um doctors would inject cocaine directly into women's spines to like help them give birth and like we all have heard these crazy stories and we laugh about previous generations when really we're all on this again continuum where we're learning and growing and becoming smarter and like just releasing what is no longer serving us as a culture so um if you didn't know alcohol consumption is down i think 20 percent with gen z and um it's just becoming like for instance there's a bar in hamtramck now it's called black salt i want to say and it's sort of like this witchy bar that's all about elixirs and like non-alcoholic drinks that are um geared towards making you feel good there's different things called newer I'm going to say this wrong, nootropics, um, and other feel good elements that you can consume and imbibe that actually make you feel smarter, sharper, um, promotes well-being, a, a, a sense of, um, energy or, you know, those kind of feelings instead of just a blanket depression, a blanket of depression, which is what alcohol really does to people. It's literally depressant. Um, anyways I'm going off on a tangent I just thought that podcast was very interesting there's different people telling their stories about alcohol and if you're just curious a little bit about this naked mind in general and what I'm talking about I recommend going to their TikTok where Annie Grace has some really great videos on there um what's next also on Crushverse headlines I took the bus all over Detroit the other day and I have to report that the the Despite what people told me, the bus was on time, it was clean, it was dependable, and everyone I that was on the bus and helped me out when I was getting lost, which I got lost multiple times, everyone was great. Everyone was kind. Um, I'm used to, like, California public transportation culture, which is non-existent and unreliable and not great, and I have to say, Detroit bus system, although there are not enough buses um, at one point I got on the wrong bus and the bus driver was like, oh, well, the, the next bus that you need to take that goes the other way just passed me and there's no other buses. Um, there's not enough buses. However, um, the buses that are on the road, I got to put, I got to give it up. These are good, good people, good bus drivers. Um, there are several passengers that helped me out when I was lost. Um, people are great. People are great. And I don't know why I heard many times the bus system can be really hard in Detroit and really scary. And yes, there are potholes. It's a little bumpy of a ride, but in general, it was a really good experience. And I'm pretty stoked that I was able to get to where I was trying to get to, which was Belle Isle, this beautiful spot in Detroit where you can walk across this bridge to an, basically an island, Belle Isle. Um, very scenic, very lovely. It was a sunny day. So all is well. Yay. Um, my sparkle of the week goes to some of my new girlfriends that I've been interacting with lately. Uh, my friend Heather invited us to a our first house party, actually, in Detroit. Um, it was a small gathering, and there was another girl there named Pickle slash Nicole who um, basically forced me into signing up for this yoga class. 
um, at this community center in Oak Park. And I really love the fact that she was just like, you should do this. <laughs> and Heather sent me all the info and was like, okay, here's a link. You know, I think a lot of times we send invitations in a very tepid fashion. We're like, oh, you should go to this, but we don't actually follow up. And I felt very included. And I ended up going to this yoga class with Heather Pickle slash Nicole and another gal named Annie who sings for the band, the low Cox. Um, her guitar player is also my lead guitar player. So I ended up going to this yoga class with all these really cool, powerful women and feeling like, Ooh, this is awesome. I'm glad they included me. And I think sometimes it takes that little extra oomph to really include an outsider and really make sure they show up. And I'm really glad that I have this routine every Monday now where I get to, you know, just center myself. It's not a hard yoga class by any means. Um, but Hey, anytime we can stretch, anytime we can move our bodies in a kind way that isn't like super strenuous is okay by me. Um, so that's my sparkle of the week. Very sweet. Um, whew. um, before I do my quality thought of the week, I do want to say it is international or was international women's day. And uh, there's an interview by Gloria Steinem um, of Gl Gloria Steinem on the podcast, We Can Do Hard Things, which is recommended to me by my friend Elspeth. And it's great. And everything that Gloria Steinem says today is poignant and awesome. And looking at the future of feminism, although she's been, she's arguably like one of the most, I don't know, influential women in the, the modern day feminist movement. Um, she's still relevant and the way she talks about feminism and inclusivity and the fight ahead is really great. And she also talks about self-actualization self and how that actually happens generation to generation. She talks about her mother's generation and how her mother was not able to really be herself fully, which made it hard for, you know, young Gloria to feel like she could be herself. And she talks about how, each generation really helps the next one along and that we're all moving in this really positive direction. Um, I just think it's a great podcast, not just for women's month or whatever, but just in general, I was a little worried going into it that I was going to be like, is this going to be depressing? Are we just going to talk about all the horrible things in the world right now? But it actually left me feeling very positive and empowered and like in a very good place. So I recommend that episode with Gloria Steinem on We Can Do Hard Things podcast. Finally, my quality thought of the week is inspired by my new yoga practice. And it's sort of comical, but also sort of true. And it is something I like to say and repeat to myself a lot, which is to stay on your own yoga mat. Of course, in life, we will all want to help other people and be on the lookout to be available to help others. But we can't do that unless we're helping ourselves first, hence why we got to focus on what's happening on the, our own yoga mat first. Um, I hope that this helps you this week. And until next week, namaste.